0: Hi, my name is Shea Adissa. Been in the politics and governance space for about 10 years. I've worked in the executive and now in the legislative arm of government.
1: My name is Deborah Adiojo. I am an author, a women's leadership advocate and a development communications expert.
0: Over the years, we've seen development as a major problem in Africa. Development of people and communities. I mean, imagine children that can't go to school because I mean, they can't afford it. Or getting into hospitals, whereby there are no drugs or no facilities? Or what about communities whereby they have to walk kilometers to get water? Or the young graduate that leaves school and is unable to get a job for years? I mean, these are real problems. In fact, our biggest problems.
1: I am passionate about creating conversations and communicating ideas that the development of communities and nations.
0: I strongly believe that politics is the biggest platform to solve this problem.
1: So, on this podcast, I will be asking questions to this effect.
0: Welcome to the Politics of Development podcast.
1: On this episode of The Pod, we're focusing on how to get involved in politics. So a lot of people are interested. They have passion, they have the desire, but they don't know how to act upon it. And so on today's episode, that's what we're focusing on. How do you get involved in politics? But before we do that, Essay, what's on your mind?
0: <laughs> All right. So th- thank you, Deborah. Um, so over the last few days, something has um, really struck a chord with me. And, and it's the place of timing. You know, a lot of times people feel, you know, I want to do this and I must do it now. Um, but there's a, if you like, understanding that there are different times. You know, a story that comes to mind is a guy called Moses in the Bible, and um, Moses perhaps already had this mindset that he was he was created to lead. Um, but he didn't get the timing quite right. So when he was about 40 years old, he went out there, he saw injustice, he saw Israelites being you know, harassed and he decided to take things into his own hands and he killed somebody. Obviously, trouble started, he ran off. But 40 years later, the same guy comes back and he's the one that leads over a million people out of Egypt. And so what that was telling me is a place of timing. I mean, personally, I've been in politics since 2011, but I understood then that Coming into politics at that time, it wasn't really my time. I saw it as a period of learning. I saw it as a period of understanding what, what, you know, the whole thing is about. And I think there's always that place of preparation, understanding that you have to prepare and, you know, go through a process before you come out. So for me, I I believe that we should be very sensitive into timing. When it was 2019, when I ran, I, I was so sure this was the time God wanted me to come out. I'm sure if I came out in 2011 for anything, I would have crashed. It wouldn't have worked. But if you work with timing, God's timing, you have that inner you know, belief, witness that this is the time. Then you go out and you'll make a difference. So timing is so key when you're talking about leadership, when you're talking about you know, doing things. You, just because it's a good thing doesn't mean it will always work. You have to be time. a good thing at the right time. I think that's, that's, that's key.
1: So um are there like indicators like things that you see happen in the physical that you can say okay now it's time for me to graduate from learning to actually doing and acting upon the knowledge that I have acquired in the process of waiting
0: So so I think um you know it's a personal thing I I think first and foremost I think you need to have an inner conviction that this is the time and in most cases circumstances may work to support that that belief system um you know it's it's it, 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 there's just that inner witness, if you like, that, look, this is, this is what I'm supposed to do now. Um, and God will just kind of make things work out, work, work out in the, in, you know, to sort of support you. And you might get people even affirming. I remember when I started my law firm, that was the same process. I had that inner feeling, strong feeling that this is the time. It didn't look like it, but then I started getting confirmation. I started getting so many things to come together and I came out. So you have to listen to yourself. You have to listen to, you know, that inner voice. And in most cases, circumstances may support you as well.
1: Oh, great. Okay, so let's just go into our conversation. But before we do that, I think we're gonna go into the streets and see what the average Nigerian think. We're gonna go into the street and see what the average Nigerian is saying or thinking about how to get involved in politics. We'll be right back.
0: Mm, if If I see opportunity to join politics, I will join. So if you want to join politics in the shape, you know how you fit join. Mm, although my work is not allow me to join politics now, or has if I were cute. Okay. Well, but, what job? No need. Mm, no need to, no need oh, to tell okay, you. No to okay, no problem. So, but if you want to join, do you know how you can join? Mm, although uh, in this our country now, yeah. without money you can't do politics. Okay. Without money, you can't do politics. Okay. That is what I know about that. Okay, so you try to get money first? Ah, yes. Before you because any money. post now, you have to have money first. Thank you. No. Why?
1: <laughs> because Nigeria is not moving forward. <laughs> so
0: that's why you don't want to try. Yes. And you don't see the
1: reason? Honestly, they are not giving space to, like, people that will actually make a difference. So, uh, there's no point, there really isn't any point <laughs> because a lot of people that are there, they're just there to collect money. There's nobody that's actually making a difference, so mm. I'm not interested. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Would you like to oh join?
0: Quality? I wouldn't mind to join okay. if the chance is given. Okay, how to join? I uh, know you don't know how to join. I don't know. Okay, uh, no, no, no. Why? I don't know. I just have... It's not my thing. Not nigerian politics.
1: That was quite a feedback. Okay, so... um, (laughs) For the average Nigerian who is passionate about politics and wants to get involved, what are the fundamental considerations in entering into politics?
0: All right, so... um, One of the things I always like to tell people anytime I... Because I get asked that question a lot is, you know people before position. And what do I mean by that? I mean you need to answer personal questions before we let's let's keep politics aside. You, why you? We need to look at your person. Because one of the things politics and power does is it amplifies who you are. So the big mistake to make is just feeling I can go into politics. You need to first of all work on yourself. You need to are you the person to go into politics? You know, you need to answer that why question. Again, I like to refer to, there's a guy called Saul. He was the first king of Israel. Um, one of the first things um, Samuel did when he was going to anoint him as king was he prayed for a new heart for him. So it means that before you take on politics or governance, you need to be a different person. And and I say that very carefully. In our last, one of the episodes we had, Previously, I was talking about the heart and the hand. Yeah. The heart is um, where all these things like courage and compassion and empathy and, um, you know, where you build your, your values and where you build all of those things that are going to make you the right type of person. The hand is the capacity part, you know? You are competent and you have the capacity to do it. And I just feel that every time people ask me, oh Shay, I wanna go into politics, or how do I get into politics? The first question is, wait, forget politics. Why do you wanna go into politics? Why you, do you understand? Are you prepared? Do you have what it takes? Have you, you know, it's not like you go to a school of architecture and then you become an architect. Politics, yes, you might do political science, but it's not quite the same thing, is it? You know, so, The first thing for me is the person, is the person prepared. So you might be a banker, you might be a journalist, you might be anything. The first thing I would say to you is prepare yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I I used the example of Moses when we were speaking earlier on. The first thing is a conviction. Do you have a conviction to run for politics? Because one of the things, maybe it's a newsflash that people don't know, is that politics is full of controversies. It's full of conflict. I think it's, know that. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's full of, and, and if you are not a person that is able to handle some of those things, you buckle. You know, if you don't have the right convictions, when challenges comes, when, when a lot of things face you, you you're just like, look, uh, you know, I cannot come and die in, 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 in that word. So, so a lot of people buckle halfway. And sometimes you see people from the private sector come into public sector and they struggle. They struggle because they're not totally prepared. They may have capacity, but as a person, are they, has their heart been prepared for office? Has their heart been prepared for this, this role? So, you know, conviction is something I'm always trying to find. When people ask me, is it, why do you want to do it? Is it for the fame? Is it the wealth? Is it the prestige? Is it power? What is it? What is your why? Why? Do you understand? You have to get your convictions right. That's the first thing. The other thing I always tell people is, look, are you really committed to go the long haul? Do you understand? Do you have what it takes to, you know, have a toughened skin? Because, you know, one of the things you get is that once you're in the public glare, then you, you're, you're the easiest person to throw things at. Okay. You know, I, I remember um, my boss used to say, if, if you're in politics or if you're in office, if anything happens, it's you. If somebody doesn't do well, it's you. If somebody does well, is you. So you have to have that deep resilience, that grit to be able to stay. And, and, and these are some of the things you need to sort of prepare your mind for. The third thing I'll, I'll probably say um, is character. And character is why a lot of people fail. You know, so you might be the best speaker. You might be charismatic. You might have oratory powers. You might have everything. You might be so smart. But if you have no character, and what is character? Character is, 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 is built on values. It's built on, on, you know, what you would do when nobody's watching. Do you understand? You need strong character because when you get into office or when you get into politics full time, you're going to see a lot of things. One of the th- reasons why politics is so attractive, it, becomes, it comes with power and it comes with prestige, and it comes with wealth in some cases, and so when people get into those positions, and they don't have character, they buckle, the greed comes in, a lot of things come in, Um, people become, um, um, I'm not wanting to use the word, dictators, they become, um, you know, they listen to no one, Um, and that's a lack of character, and, and, one of the things I want people to do so they don't fail when they get there is prepare themselves. What, what values do you hold there? What, do you value people? Can you tolerate people? Do you even care about people? Why? Why, why do you want to do it? Do you understand? And the fourth C, because it seems I've been talking about Cs, um, that, that comes to my mind is, is capacity. And this is, you know, I've been talking about the heart, now I'm talking about the hand thing, which I, I, I said earlier on. Now, capacity is talking about... Intelligences. Um, one of my um, mentors you know thought thought me that you, you need to have different intelligence you need to have emotional intelligence you need to have environmental intelligence you need to have mental intelligence you have to have financial intelligence and those are the things that grow your capacity there's nothing worse than somebody with a good heart but is incompetent and even if they get into office oh we want to save the world we want to save the community but Crying out loud, they cannot lead. They they've not you know developed themselves enough, then they cannot lead. Now, this is is something that um wherever you are right now, whether you're in you're in you know the tech space or whether you're in the agri sector, you can build your capacity in all of these sectors. You can have mentors, there's so many things you can do, so you need to really um, focus on preparing yourselves in in yourself in these ways. You know your your conviction. You must be clear. You must be sure. Your commitment. You know you must you must have the courage and you must have compassion and you must have all of those things for the long journey because it's a journey. You must have um, uh, character. Character is what's going to protect you whilst you're in office. Mm-hmm. It's what's going to shield you from from so many wrongs that come as temptations whilst in office and capacity i think that, that that is the place whereby you're not just a good heart but you're a good heart that can that can make change That's happen, awesome. that can bring positive change, that can that can marshal people, that can lead people, that can make people bring change to the community. So I think those are key things. I'm more interested. Every time somebody says I want to join politics, I'm more interested about the person than the position. Yeah. I'm more interested that the person gets it right, that the person becomes someone who is able and fit. Because what the office is going to do is just going to expose you. It's just going to open you up. And if you don't have those things, it's, you're, you're setting yourself up to failure. So that, that, that is, you know, and, 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 and I want to end on this note. Again, I'll talk about a guy called David. He was also a king, probably the greatest king they said Israel has ever had. David prepared for office. There was a time um, he fought a guy called Goliath. I'm sure we all know it from, from, from you know, growing up. Um, but David said before he fought Goliath, he had fought a bear and a lion. He had prepared himself. Part of the things David went through again was he toured the length and breadth of Israel when Saul, the previous king, was chasing him. So David was more than prepared. So when he finally got into office, capacity wise, he was prepared. Conviction wise, he knew. Commitment wise, he was committed. He was, you know, growing people, growing men. And even his character was strong. I mean, yes, he had failures in that place, but he was strong. Um, and, and so if anybody comes to me, what I want them to know, please focus on yourself first before you get into politics.
1: That's so amazing. I really love that you actually talked about preparation because a lot of people just sit on their backs and they're not doing anything and hmm. they hope that... One day something's just going to happen and i just going to step into politics. It doesn't happen <laughs> like that. It doesn't happen <laughs> like that. I wanna ask, you've been in the um in the space for a while now. Yes. What would you say are if you can give five core values mm. that you think people need to develop and mm. work on mm. for them to be qualified? to Mm. come into politics and make a difference? Because Mm. a lot of people like find their way in, Mm -hmm. but if you're gonna make a difference like Mm -hmm. you are doing, Mm -hmm. what would you say are the five core values that you need to develop now that you're growing who you Mm. are?
0: All right, so um, just just so that our listeners know, I've been in politics for almost a decade, as I said earlier on. And the honest truth is that when I came into politics, I I came in with the mindset of of learning. Do you understand? I, I wanted to get better. I understood my limitations, I understood my, um, you know, my weaknesses, I understood my lack of knowledge, and, and I spent the next eight years learning at the feet, me- being mentored, being tutored. I, I was understanding how to speak and, 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 and how to do things and how to bring results and how to make things happen. Those were the things I, 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 am, I, I really valued. So I think you have to have a, a teachable spirit. I think that's a key value. Um, You know, one of the things that makes governments not work is they feel they know everything, you know? So when people get into government, they don't collaborate, they don't um, work with other sectors. And I think that's a big issue. Another thing, um, value, I would say is humility. I think you, you need leaders that are grounded. You need people going into politics that are grounded. Politics, power has a way of puffing you up you know, you can do no wrong almost sometimes, especially when you're a chief executive, you know, you, you, you're the guard at the top, as it were. Um, but, but if you have humility, you stay grounded, then you're going to, you're, it's, go, it's going to help you a lot. I think another um, value that I, I think has, has really helped me, and I think a lot of people must, must imbibe is, is courage. I think um, change is going to be difficult. Anytime you're trying to bring change, you will find conflict, both internal and external. You know, I have too many examples. I'm trying to bring change. Even the people I'm trying to bring the change for are fighting me. You understand? So you're not going to face challenges just on the outside. You're going to face it on the inside as well. So you have to have a courageous spirit. You know, you have to be able to say, this is the right thing. I'm going to stand and I'm going to push it through. You understand? And I I say it so easily it makes a lot of people buckle, you know? If you don't have courage, then ultimately you just look, guys, I'm not going to just do whatever you want to do. So you need to have a, a courageous heart. You need to be somebody that can move through. I think compassion is, is, is key. Politics is about people, you know? You are not selling a product as a you were. you're talking about people. So you need to have an you know empathetic, compassionate heart. You need to understand that if he affects them, he affects you. Leadership is not about being at the top. Leadership is about serving those mm-hmm. that you are put there to lead. You're not better than them. They've just given you the privilege to lead them. And I think a lot of us miss that point. You need to have a compassionate heart. Is that for, what was the, is that
1: That's for, four. four.
0: Yeah. So the last value I think everyone really should have if you're going into, into politics, I think you need to have... Um, Self-discipline. I think self-discipline is, is something that is going to keep you the long haul. Self-discipline is going to make you um, be able to lead others because you're leading yourself well. It's doing things that you don't feel like, but you know what is the right thing. Self-discipline will make you sacrifice. Self-discipline will make you, you know, do certain things that may not be easy, but you have to do it and, and and that's always the hardest part. A lot of people self-destruct because they don't have self-discipline.
1: So good. Okay, so when we went to the streets, someone was saying that, you know, ah you know whoever was getting involved in politics, you have to have money. <laughs> and honestly, for most people, that's like the elephant in the room. Like, where am I gonna get money? Mm. So in the pre entry stage. Mm. Do you begin to save up? Like, how do you even? <laughs> how do you find the finances to, you know, support you? Say you want to run for office or anything.
0: Okay, so I was talking about capacities. I think one of the capacity or intelligences you must have is financial intelligence, um, and you know it's quite different in Africa. We 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 unfortunately play money politics, and that also kind of reflects the society we're living in. You know, the if the stats tell us that, you know, a lot of people live under a dollar a day. There's um, higher levels of poverty. And so people are more motivated by money as opposed to more advanced democracies um, whereby the thought of even giving people money is is insane. Do you understand? So people don't even think about that. and, And that's why... We, we, you know, every time we talk about politics, it's money. It's not that they don't need money in other areas or in other politics. I mean, you have to get out the votes. You need to do your campaigns. You need, but there are other ways or systems of building it. You have, you know, um, crowdfunding. You have um, fundraisers. You have, you know, sponsors. You have people that that supports. I mean, we we see it in the United States when they're doing elections. You have people running. You know, getting out um, donors and and people coming together. In Africa, they feel government has all the money. So government should 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 not ask them for money, government should bring out the money. So one of the things you have to learn, and, and maybe I, I go a little bit personal, before my, my election, I, I had a fund committee, and we had to look for donors. We tried to have a you know a, a system like what we have in other places, best practices. And so we had people that were saying, look, this is what we've done, this is what we stand for, and this is how we want to do it. We had crowdfunding whereby some of my friends, family, they put money together and because I also knew this was something I wanted to do, I was saving, you know, what I could. Even though our laws tell you that there are certain limits as to what you can spend, we know that in most cases it's 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 not even a, you you cannot totally account for how much you spend. So so I I believe strongly that it's it's a process um, if you, how much can you possibly save to run money politics? Do you understand? And, and it's a cross, it's a cross board. So I think you need to leverage on some of the other best practices they use in other places. You know, you have to have crowdfunding, you have to have sponsors, you have to have donors, you have to have, you know, savings, and most importantly, have value. You know, value is what will make somebody that doesn't know you come out and say, look, I'm going to support this guy and I'm going to support this lady because I believe in what they stand for. It's not every time I've seen cases where not the richest person won. He had all the money, but he still didn't win because the people understood that this other person brought more value, even if he didn't have as much money, but he brought more value to the table. And so I think most importantly have value. Yes, it's money politics, but but people still get around it.
1: So good. Okay, so let's talk about um, sponsors now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most people know, especially in our space, that there is this political circle. There is a ruling class. There is a circle of people who, you know, determine the affairs of a particular location, they call them godfathers. Mm. And other people say, I don't have a sponsor. I know that even in business and in other you know spaces, besides governance, you need sponsors. We need sponsors, yes, but absolutely. how do you, okay, so how do you secure a godfather? <laughs> and how, how do you connect Adoption. One? How, how? You ask to be
0: adopted. <laughs> so
1: how do, you get, how do you get
0: adopted? No, no, no. no. So on a more serious note, I think, you know, every time you hear godfatherism, it just immediately connotes negativity. And um, because, because Godfatherism in itself probably stands for imposition. The, the person controls the system and so can determine who gets in and who stays out. Do you understand? And, 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 that, and in that extent, that's what it means. But you see, for me, um, and, and I'm ser- serious because there are examples of people that, excuse me, the Godfather doesn't know them. But they still got in. Why? Because they were people of value. And when every time, I mean, it's not every time, I'm not trying to say it always happens that way, but I've seen situations whereby people say, look, in this area, it has to be this guy. This guy has been such a blessing to us in this community. He's done this, he's done that. It doesn't always work because the Godfather has said, I don't care, this is what I want to do and whatnot. But the honest truth is that um, if you're not in that circle, you you need to, because the Godfather will not always have his way. Let me put it that way. You need to be someone that understands being able to bring value to the table. I, I could speak so much on value because I have seen it work. I've seen people that, you know, they will tell you, I don't know this person, but all the leaders in the community kept telling him he has to be this guy. This guy has served us. This guy, we know that all we need to do is give him the platform. He will do more. When he had nothing, he was with us. He he cared for us. And, you know, it doesn't matter how much you know until they know how much you care. You know, that's what John Maxwell was saying. And and I think you need to always, you know, be someone of value, giving value, showing value. Um, and 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 sometimes the Godfather, because of your value, may want to adopt you into into the circle, the but, but into the, <laughs> the, the, the big family. But, but, but on a more serious note, I think, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why people don't come into politics um, because they feel they're not part of the circle. And I think, you know, um, in terms of reforms, we've talked about independent candidature. We've talked about a lot of that. But I, I think we need to just understand that we're not totally powerless. The, mm. the power always resides with the people ultimately. Um, and, and if you can stay close to the people, bring value to the people, um, you might just surprise the Godfather. Um, I'm not saying it will always work, um, but I know people that didn't have the Godfather's support I still got into office.
1: I really love like the notes we're ending this particular conversation because this is only the pre-entry episode. We're still going to talk about how to get into politics, you know, the things that you're supposed to do, what routes to take and all that. So if you have enjoyed this one, please subscribe, like, share, comment and um, watch the next episode because that's where we're going to answer all your questions. Thank you so much. Essay. What are your final words?
0: Well, I think um, I want to see more young people in politics. I I really do. And not just because they're young, but because they want to bring something to the table. I think I just just feel that we can can do better as a country and as a continent. I feel that there is space at the table um, and we need to start preparing the next set of political leaders. We need to start preparing them now. And I hope you watch this podcast And um, they'll learn a few things and prepare themselves for office.
1: Great. There is space at the table. Grab your (laughs) (laughs) seats. All right. Thank you. See you next episode. Bye. bye
0: -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.